We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple Hello, of... Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 221. On this episode, we've got news items, and then we'll be talking about a bunch of comedies, including the series finales of How I Met Your Mother and Raising Hope, the series premieres of Friends with Better Lives in Silicon Valley, the third season premiere of Veep, and the return of the Mindy Project season two. Oh, plus the finale of season five of Cougar Town. Plus, the re- was it wasn't season five? Plus, a reality check and some recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 221. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason, the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Kyle Nolan from noreruns.net. I mean, seriously, though. <laughs> Couldn't that just have been... Dude, I know, you don't even need... Kyle. <laughs> or or you don't even get this week we get joining us and like i could just do it i'm kyle like like ray yeah. i just pop in yeah. i'm kyle I mean, from the internet and he's kyle because if you don't know who kyle is by now then you're not a loyal listener basically if you heard last week and they said we don't know who the guest is yet then, <laughs> that then you kyle can assume that's there. usually kyle <laughs> guys i think i put too much half and half in my coffee i'm just thinking about that as i'm drinking it this is the kind of stuff we talked about before we recorded. <laughs> yes. Let's we'll see what you're missing. Um, but yeah, so welcome, of course, to Kyle. Uh, just some news. Kind of a lot of news. Handful. Uh, ABC announced that the Astronaut Wives Club, Astronaut Wives Club, I said that funny, will be delayed from summer 2014 until probably the 2014-15 midseason. I don't know why. Well, apparently ABC likes what's happening, and they're expanding it out to include more astronaut wives from other missions besides the one group that takes place, or that the I guess the uh, the book that it's based on covers. Okay. And so I guess they're extending it out that over the so it'll be more stories to build in. I guess they they're building it in to be able to follow and bring in other people partway in or something. Uh, so they're having to rework some of the scripts and then also cast new people uh, to play the parts that they're adding in. But to do that, they're pushing it all the way till probably mid-season next, for the next TV season. It's crazy. Which is interesting, but... Yeah. Why not just do a short first season and then do these new characters in like a, a second follow up season or something? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I it seems like it could have been uh either you could either do it as sort of an anthology series where you follow the wives of various missions in yeah. a season and it would be different every season or but I, I'm not sure exactly how they're you know but that's what they talked about in the, the way they were expanding out the series was to include other wives from other missions mm. uh, than the, uh, I forget which one, the Astronaut Wives Club uh, book takes place around. Uh, the other the other reason that it's being delayed is that since these are real people uh, that they're including, they have to get different types of clearances than if you're just making people up. Mm. So they have to get the rights to use uh, these people their real names and stuff like that. So, I love how they didn't think about that before they bought the show. 
Well, they had all that for what they oh, were doing. For these people, but, to, but they don't have it for But with yeah, the idea yeah. of expanding it out, that was a whole new level of something that they hadn't been working on. So gotcha. that's part of that's part of the reason that and then casting those people and 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 redoing the show a little bit uh, is why it won't be is why it'll be like seven or eight months uh, from when it was originally scanned or originally set to premiere. Although it makes it interesting for ABC. I mean, that was part of a pretty large set of scripted shows they were planning on yeah. airing over the summer. So, so that's um, Astronite Why. I can't. I keep saying Astronite Why, like because <laughs> I want to start the word wives too soon. Astronaut Wives Club. Okay. Well, sometimes uh, you also want to add an S to the astronauts, and it'd be exactly. <laughs> Just screwing up left and right over here. BBC, I don't even know this is a show that happened, that existed. BBC America has renewed the Musketeers for a second season, even though season one doesn't premiere until June 22nd. What is, I mean, I know that it is obviously the Musketeers, but it, what is it? It's the Three Musketeers. It's yeah. Show. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> It's because the first season has already aired completely in the UK. They picked it up, and now BBC America says, oh, yeah, we're going to air it, too. Interesting. It is a co-production between the two, so... But once it once it's decided, they've already decided that they're going to make another season, even though they haven't aired the first one here yet, they announced it. So if you like The Three Musketeers, then uh, apparently, at least in the first season, uh, Peter Capaldi who is the new doctor is playing hmm. is playing uh, Cardinal Riccolo in the first season, but may be recast for the second season. Interesting. So that's the Musketeers. Um, this is exciting because, well, it's not like, I don't care. This next story, David Letterman, whatever, he announced he'll retire sometime in 2015. Yes, that's, that's the best part of that announcement. <laughs> what I love about the announcement, A, is that it's nine months away. And everybody's wishing him well. Like, he's still going to be there until 2015. B, my favorite part about it, my, my, one of my favorite artists, Joseph Arthur, was the musical guest that night. And he plays with two guys from R.E.M. They call themselves the New Professionals. And Mike Mills from R.E.M. just, like, didn't realize that it wasn't common knowledge. And he tweeted about it. And he, like, broke the story. <laughs> and he was like, I mean, I wasn't the only one in the theater. Somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, so he tweeted, Dave's retiring, he just announced it, and everybody was like, oh my god, Mike Mills, you ruined it. Anyway. That's probably one that, yeah, if you announce it in the theater when you're recording an episode. Because you don't have to sign the... a non-disclosure or anything. All these shows take place at night, but they're recorded at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. The, you know, that, that day, for the most part. Some of the Friday shows are actually, or at least Letterman has done some of those were he records two shows on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you don't, uh, the idea that nobody was going to, in, in the, that theater was going to mention it <laughs> before the episode actually aired. Exactly. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of ridiculous, but I also, I just thought it was funny that it was, uh, sometime in 2015, you know, it's like, it could be a year. Yeah. Could be it could December. Be it could be. <laughs> it could be. It could be another solid two years of Dave. I mean, the it it'll be, yeah, sometime in two fifth two thousand fifteen. Once they finally figure out what they're going to do with their 
you know, late night lineup. So this is an interesting thing I thought about, not thought about, but got the alert today that's kind of related. It's not related in that it's about Dane Letterman. It's related in that it's about 2015. Why do we care that in 2015 at Comic-Con, Conan will be there? That's a very far way away. <laughs> in 2015, you just... And I got an email that in 2015, Conan will do his first live week from Comic-Con. I'm like, but that's so far away. Well, prepare now. <laughs> I guess. He needs, I guess to, he needs to try to get tickets in the lottery first. Oh, God. <laughs> well, there'll be a ticket lottery to get tickets to Conan's show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway... That's that. And then FXX has renewed It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for an 11th and 12th season, making it Behind My Three Sons the longest-running live-action comedy. Which Even uh, Two and a Half Men? How many seasons? They're in their and a half. 10th season or their 11th. They haven't hit 12 yet. They haven't been renewed officially for anything to make them long enough. But So that's good. I mean, Ray and I talked a little bit about how great season 10 was. But do they really have two more seasons left to tell? I don't know that answer. I've only seen two episodes, both of which were at Comic-Con panels. But you've only seen two episodes ever? <laughs> the, while while waiting for some of Anarchy panels? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, Or a Cleveland show you, or one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, FXX, if they're really going to try and build something on FXX, they need to keep – they got to keep a couple of the things that they moved over there. I still don't get how they decide which network now it gets what, because I I don't <laughs> I don't understand how I mean it's supposed to be a network geared towards uh, not you know not really young but a younger subset of you know sort of maybe like a an eighteen to you know thirty something or whatever. Uh, Type of yeah. There, there's network. no reason why Archer shouldn't be. I don't. On that yeah, network. I don't get why things like Archer and Chosen and these all seem like shows that would be going after that target market. It seems like something like Louie would be would stay, uh, but and it of, is. It is going to be yeah. On but but yet some of their other shows because it's not just comedies. You know, it is. It's both you know comedies and dramas that hit this smaller demographic or whatever, but yet. I Do look they at have the sh- any dramas? Well, no, but I mean, there's. It's not like FXX is just a comedy network. Yeah, that that's not how they're breaking things out. Uh, yeah. So it it just I don't know. It's just weird to me. They have uh, they've done some weird stuff over there at at FXX. It just seems to me like they could have just put all this stuff yeah. on FX and had a much larger presence of shows uh yeah just do it year round instead of competing against each other like there's some nights that legit is opposite the american yeah or you could put your shows that tend to you know at a at certain times uh you have shows that are geared towards younger and some shows that are geared you know and you don't necessarily put those all on at the same time uh necessarily or something and so maybe you could do it that way but some of the stuff they've done with FXX and and not just that is because of the channel that they took it took over the Fox one of the Fox Sports channels or whatever that still on my dial it's like so I I I'm, 
unless I'm actually looking for it, I'm never going to yeah. come across it just like flipping through uh, channels or anything because it's way off with, still with the sports stuff. They they yeah. haven't been able to get the cable channels to move it or anything. So it's just weird. It is weird. Uh, yeah. And then lastly, Showtime has renewed Nurse Jackie for a seventh season before season six has even aired. And Clyde Phillips sent out a great post about all kinds of Twilight-related comments about Peter Facinelli um, not being full-time in season seven, which I think is... It was all about like it's the twilight of his something, and it was just very funny. And meaning I, now that twilight's over, he's not worth keeping. Is that? I guess. <laughs> I guess. So that's our news. In that, I didn't look at that announcement fully. That they just announced a, a seventh season. They didn't say anything about like that's going to be nope. no the end or something. But like they that. did the same thing with Californication. It was renewed for a seventh season, and then. Two months prior to the premiere, they said, it'll be the final season. Well, I think they kind of, with Californication, announced that it was going to be the last one they announced it. But I don't know. Again, what do they do for an, another me? thing that networks do weird is with their when they decide to announce that something is going to be the final season. Well, the thing with like Showtime, it, it, like ratings and stuff doesn't really matter. It's their subscribers. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well... It does in some respects that if none of your subscribers are watching that show, then you need to find something else that they're interested in because they're more likely to stay with you if they're if they're if you've got programming that they're actually watching. Yeah, but but yeah, for the most part, it's not a huge it's not a huge deal because if it was, uh, HBO would have gotten rid of Girls a long time ago. No. Oh, yes. Yes. Anyway, uh, that's our news, and it's now time for our comedy prime time. There was just a bunch of, like this week, there was just a bunch of stuff happening, both premieres and finales, all in one week uh, for true. comedies, which is kind Very of true. kind of strange for you know the last week of March. Uh, to, <laughs> not so strange to have like some late season premieres, but interesting to have so many finales of things. Yes. I, okay. First up, (laughs) How I Met Your Mother, season nine, episode 23, Last Forever, part two, and episode 24, Last Forever, part, wait, what? Let me start over. (laughs) Season nine, episode 23, uh, Last Forever, part one, and episode 24, Last Forever, part two, parentheses, series finale. I don't even remember what happened in the first episode we're talking about. That's when they... That's when they actually got married. They basically took the entire season and said, it was a waste of your time <laughs> watching Barney and Robin fall in love and get married uh, because we're just going to destroy that within the first Yeah, they're just going to break up anyway. Yeah. So the week before was the was the wedding, and then this finale was, like, it started at the reception, right? Yeah, it kind of started at the reception and then sort of started jumping you through, you know, a year or two at a time. I'm so against this show. So as a viewer who wasn't like a watcher all the time, like I went away for a season I because I, I didn't agree with their stories or whatever. And I came back for this final season and I said, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try and watch it all. And I did watch it all. And then... 
I just got really pissed off because they made the mother dead. <laughs> and, and Ted went back to Robin. See, I was expecting the whole mother dead thing because of what they did a few weeks before. So that I was already resolved to, okay, fine. But for some odd reason, it never occurred to me that the whole reason for killing off the mother was to get Ted and Robin back together. And never I have hated that I... relationship. For, and they they overplayed it year after year, and they broke them up. They put them back together. They broke them up. Yeah. They put them back. It was, I was so sick of that and so over that. I was so upset with that ending. Uh, not to mention the horrible laugh track they added to the kids, like when oh, they're God. when they're doing the telling him, "Oh, go see Aunt Robin." Like, I was just so that was the thing that more upset me. I know a lot of people are upset about the dead mother, but to me, the things that upset me the most was breaking up uh, uh, Barney and Robin after you spent the whole season on that, and then him ending up with Robin again, uh, Ted, because I did not want that to happen. This is one of those things that. Uh, this ending that they since they fil- you know they filmed it during season 2 mm-hmm. so this is this is their original idea and if you take this ending and you put it at the end of season 2 or even at the end of season 3 or maybe even at the end of season 4 right it would work it would mostly work yeah but the problem is is if this was if they were stuck on using this ending, then they did a terrible job over the next five seasons of writing right. towards that yeah. ending. You can't do uh, all the stuff with creating another coupling that people are going to care about. And at that point, you know, four seasons in even still, it would have been a little bit. But now people are watching the show to find out who the mother was. Yeah. And so – while this may have been your original idea, that's not why people are watching the show anymore. I saw a lot of people whose reviews said that they weren't watching it for the mother, and I think they're full of crap. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't really care about the mother. Like, I just wanted to see how it ended, and if I had known it was going to end like this, like this yeah. whole last season was useless. They could. They were all worried about. Oh, is this is eight going to be our last season? Because we might do stuff differently. They could attack this ending onto the last season, and exactly. it would have actually probably worked better because yes. you didn't spend all this time caring about Barney and Robin. Like and that's my whole thing. Like they could have gotten married in the premiere, and then we spent the whole season covering the next 30 years yes so we understand why they broke up so we understand that ted and robin had dinner together you know that he was falling in love with robin again like that to me just yeah it just it just seemed like an ending that yeah it would have even worked slightly better at the you know at the end of season eight which is something they were building towards when halfway through the season they all decided to do one more season. And so they had to expand it out even more, but it would have worked even a little bit better because by the end of last season, you would have only ever met the mother at the train station. Right. And so you wouldn't have had, that's the other problem that I had is that if you are going to do this type of ending, you can't create and hire somebody that has unbelievable chemistry. Chemistry, exactly. <laughs> that, you know, that those two characters had just great chemistry. And for the whole season, 
every time they were on screen, people would say, I want to see more of that. Yeah. Let's see more of them. They're great together. And so not only did they kill off the mother that's in the, you know, to give the show one last twist is that they did it after creating a character, especially that you see even in this final hour, the times that you see her with them and like, she's bagging on Barney yeah, and stuff like that. She like just fit right in with the whole group. It was, exactly. you know, it was, it was so great. And so then to just like yank that away after giving it to us, after giving it to us, after we've been asking for that for seasons now. Yeah. But yeah, just those types of things is that if this is the ending you are stuck on, then you can't do a final season that's all about a wedding that you're going to break up three minutes in, you know, or like yeah. know, three minutes really into the finale. Really quickly into the finale. And then you can't, you can't give us an actual character to care about so much because then when you find out, you know, yeah, it's been six years and, and that all him, you know, going back and dating and all that stuff and his kids being, yeah, dad, you should get back out there. That's all stuff that, that like makes sense. Yeah. Except that, you know, they had to do all these, if you were going to put him and Robin back together at the very end, I mean, it ties together nicely with the blue French horn and all that stuff from the first episode. And on a storytelling level, it, it works, but there's the middle part of the story towards the end of the story that you can't do the things that you did if that's where you're going. Yeah. Plus, the whole thing, like, Robin just became an awful character from about halfway through that that finale, that first episode of the finale. She just didn't even stick around with the group, and then suddenly, somehow, she's still been pining away for Ted all these years, like, yeah. never even seeing him. And then they say, like, oh, she comes and eats dinner occasionally, but you never, you get the sense, like, they hadn't even seen each other for, like, six years. So I don't even understand what's going on there. Well, they and then really with- seen, they showed that scene in the, in the finale where he runs into, and, you know, he runs into her and talks about the, you know, the Sherbatsky sighting. And, you know, one of the kids is like, you know, six or, you know, pretty young. Yeah. So, so you don't end up seeing that sometime after that, she's back in New York and living there. And, you know, they give you that she comes over for dinner and stuff like that. Uh, and that okay. they've, and that they've become, you know, closer again in, you know, off screen. And stuff you don't get to see, you just get to see the, you know, the kids uh, doing that. And I, if you've seen the alternate ending that somebody took and deleted out all the bad stuff, like the mother dying <laughs> and yeah. and the kids' reaction at the end, and leaving it at leaving the show ending at the scene where, I mean, the scene where he goes and introduces himself and under the umbrella. That scene was perfect. That scene was great. Yep, it was so good. Supposedly, supposedly they have another alternate, like an actual alternate ending that they're going to throw on the complete series DVD. But who's going to go spend $170 <laughs> just to see what this alternate ending happens to look like? like Especially yeah. because people are soured on the show now. Yes. Like, they're not going to go out and spend that money. They're not. And they also, like, destroyed Barney 
Like the whole yeah. thing with him becoming like a womanizer again and number 31. Now there's this rumor that that number 31 is actually the how I met your dad person. Like that people are, are, are guessing it's what their big twist at the end of that will be. Like if it actually gets picked up, like does anyone really want to watch it at this point now? Does anyone trust them to not to actually no, handle it? I certainly don't. My argument, and a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, I've talked about it with people that like offline or whatever. Their argument is like, oh, you're just not happy that you know your ships didn't end together or whatever. But that's not even it. Like, if the writing, no, I never really shipped. It, I guess, like I never really shipped Robin and Barney. I never yeah, really no. shipped Ted and, and but Robin. But they really made you push this season to be like, I fell for Robin and Barney. You know what I mean? Like, they really pushed it to make it seem like that's who you should be rooting for. And then they blew that up because seven years ago, they had this plan that they wanted to use the kids in the final scene. Like, just because they shot that scene see, that would have been we needed to see yeah. it. That would have been a nice special feature on the complete set. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this was the, the original, original ending. This was yeah. the original ending because part of the reason that they filmed that was because they were going to be so old. If this, the show had gone, they weren't going to be able to film that without them looking you know, much different when they're supposed to stay the same age. Yeah. And, and so you know, that all makes sense. But it was also that the show was on the you – know, the show was on the bubble. I mean there were multiple people – like, you know, Victoria could have been the mother. There were various people, like, that could have been the mother along the way. And at, yeah. after season four or whatever, the show finally got off the bubble and became became more of a stable show for CBS. And then it became the ever-extending, you know, because there was even talk that they might, you know, end it after season seven and then they brought it back for an eighth and they were clearly riding yeah. towards an ending at the end of the eighth, you know, at the end of the going towards the end of the eighth season. And given that they gave that, you know, like he meets her on this date on the platform. Yeah. Then they had to contrive some, because they had told, they ended up telling up till a certain point, they had to contrive this whole thing uh, to extend it out another season under uh, the wedding, but that was just a whole extra thing that added in that for me, it's not that you can't do drama or sad things mm -hmm. uh, in a comedy, but to me, that's not exactly where you want to go in your last episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't want the failure to be depressing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You, you want to go out with some laughs and, and stuff, but there was, there was just a lot of, there was, there was, a lot of stuff depressing with, you know, not just the divorce, but then Robin, you know, falling away and not being part of falling out of contact. I mean, not even that she's off reporting the news around the world that she, you know, barely even seen or heard from. Uh, yeah. All these types of things just in the world that they had set up, especially in the beginning, it just seemed like they didn't need to go there. But it also seemed like a thing that they started in the very first episode with, and that's how I met your Aunt Robin, as the yeah. twist ending to the first episode, that I guess they felt like they had to continue to be twisty all the way to the and end. And that's another thing, because Lucy Hale's character, I think, was like, we get it. The story you've been telling this whole time isn't about how you met Mom, but how you're really in love with Aunt Robin. But to me, 
That is not the story they wrote. Well, at at times they have at times at, for 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 long periods of times it's been people have said that people have gone you know this story is all about how he grew and what and what type of person he was by the time he met uh, the mother is kind of the story they they were telling about but it did have a lot of high points of him and Robin and stuff along the way in the story but after a certain point. They told so much story, including actually giving us the mother. I think that was really the one step too far is once they gave us an actual mother character that we all fell in love with and and really liked it pretty universally. uh, I've never really heard anybody in a review or anywhere say that the mother was terrible. Yeah. So that just was... Yeah, I I don't know. I could complain about the <laughs> complain about how I make your mother forever. About the final. And I think it's important that all three of us are coming from three different kind of not three different takes on it, but like I'm a shipper. I ship so much. Like that's what I like. That's when I watch TV. I immediately find like, oh, I think they're going to be end game. You know what I mean? So that's how I'm watching it. You guys aren't watching it that way, and we both had issues with the way it resolved itself. Yeah, and, but yep. yet there are people out there that that like loved the finale or thought it was great. Oh, yeah, all the Ted Robin shippers were like overjoyed at this. <laughs> Although there you go. I stopped being a Ted Robin shipper the minute he said, and that's how I met your Aunt Robin. <laughs> yeah, because you were like, because then you were going, since the, it's, the title is How I Met Your Mother, Yeah, that we're going to get, you know, we're not going to, yeah. So that that was, you know, they went, you know, one twist that would have been, the show had gotten canceled or they were told they were going to be canceled early on in the first few seasons. I think it would have worked. Yeah. Uh, and they they could have done something like that in a finale. But it it was like too far. And, and similar, like I said before, is if they were if they were as the season kept getting extended and extended out, the ideas for extending out the season should have been pointing towards that ending. Yes, because because they did this like the whole last season is putting two characters together and getting them married and then having to break them up in the last episode so that that final scene will work because <laughs> so he can't show up to Barney and and Robin's apartment with the with a friend. That's right. not going to work. You had to exactly. So we could go on about how I met your mother forever, but we're not going to. But um, if you're if you liked it, if you yeah, liked the here. ending. Please write, I don't believe you. <laughs> please write in and tell us why. What was it that you liked about – are you sort of overlooking some of the things? Because there was a lot of really good moments Yeah. in the finale. When you uh, lay a big goose egg on the fandom, that to me I mean, the moment not... with Barney and his daughter was great. It's so nice, and it did make me cry. There was, there was a lot of stuff that was uh, – you know, that worked really well. I mean, it's – took a really long time for Barney to change. <laughs> it's like once he became yeah. a parent, uh, he changed. I, I did like the scene where he told, he, he went after the two young girls and told them to go home, <laughs> that they shouldn't be in a bar at this time of day. That uh, some of that stuff, you know, worked really well along the episode, but there were too many things that didn't were just too jarringly jarred you out of it and weren't funny yeah. along yeah. the way that, that, you know, it would just, as a whole, to me, it didn't work. But if you thought it did work, 
please uh, please hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, feedback at tvtime.com and tell us <laughs> tell us why, why why we're wrong if you yeah. <laughs> why you think we're wrong or tell why, why or, we're wrong. or why you enjoyed it. I, I would like to know. Next up. Friends with Better Lives, Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot Series Premiere. Wouldn't this just be a Rules of Engagement Redux? I've never seen Rules of Engagement, so but probably. Um, there were so many sitcom cliches in this movie, I mean in this episode. The short guy, and the sassy single lady, and the corny single guy, and the married couple's just so old they don't even remember their anniversary, and... The newly engaged couple just wants to have sex all the time. Like that is like writing sitcom number one. Like, well, rules of engagement was a married couple, an engaged couple, and then David Spade as a single guy, and then they added in his assistant as another single guy. As the that became like the six main characters of the show, and then this show is a married couple, an engaged couple. And then a single guy because he's getting divorced and a single lady. And it's basically the same thing with the slightly younger cast in, in some of the yeah. roles. Uh, but yet a lot of the cat, you know, the, the young couple, uh, engaged couple was younger in Rules of Engagement. But it just is just another one of these shows. How many shows do you have to have with where you have the married couple and the newly engaged couple and the single person? This there's been so many of these shows like that in in the last few years uh, that yeah there wasn't I mean ultimately with the cast that they have could it build into a group of people that could be funny you know yeah, yeah. I there mean it's possible with this cast I mean there's that... there's lots of people in the cast that I like yeah I mean in Brooklyn Decker actually turned out to be kind of a she's a competent actor. You don't get that a lot from someone who, you know, she was a, just a, like a model, a swimsuit model. She's a competent actor. She does well in comedies. And I just, I like all of the cast members just enough that I will keep watching to see if it turns into something that I like really want to go for. But it yeah. just is so it cliche. It definitely has something that they need to, like after a handful of episodes, they they see who gels together really well and... And who you know what people's strong suits are with you know the yeah. writers can maybe start to write more, but yeah, from the very for of the very beginning, it just was like, oh, I've so seen this. I I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And like you said, like I like some of the cast. Uh, like uh, I can't even remember his character's name, but the uh, Dawson's Creek guy or the actor's name. James uh, Vanderbeek. Van like he's playing a very similar character to like his. Uh, his what was the other show? That last show that uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. Like it's yeah. pretty much uh, a very similar character, except a little bit toned down. Um, but like I, I found him funny. Like his uh, rapid fire puns uh, that he kept on doing to people. Uh, but yeah, overall, yeah, it was very, very familiar, uh, like the jokes and the, the themes. It was very, like you said, uh, sitcom 101, like just putting it together. But uh, I know if I didn't see another episode of it, I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. But right. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. It, it will yeah. be interesting to see. I mean, because it, 
you know, it got a good leadoff night, but then it also takes a week off because of the NCAA championship game tonight. And then it's going to come back a week later, but it's going to play after Two Broke Girls instead of the series finale. Two Broke Girls as an eight o'clock show. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see what the, you know, because that's that's a series that still does okay, but if you get a drop off from that to to this, it won't be. It's going to be a huge drop off from yeah. what it did in its first episode because of of what it got the premiere. But but I think we're all saying that from what you saw in the premiere, there wasn't anything there that was like, oh, I'm definitely going to tune in in two weeks, right? Oh uh, yeah, or I'm going to be like searching for this one you know, when it comes back. Yes, I would agree with all of that. So, Friends with Better Lives. Take it or leave it. The Mindy Project, Season 2, Episode 15, French Me, You Idiot, and Episode 16, Indian BBW. I gotta say, I actually, for like the week or two leading up to the Mindy Project, I was in California, and I was at my friend Jen's, and we, we talked almost every day about how I didn't understand why people think the mini project is like this great comedy. That's the funniest thing on TV. And, um, you know, so many write-ups have been about how amazing it is because I never really understood that. I never really got that. Um, but these two episodes just felt really good. And I don't know if it was because I had been away from it for a while because we had a break, but they just, they were funny. They were fast. They didn't blow up the ship right away it just felt funny. I don't know. It felt like a show I would be enjoying for the rest of the season. And I love Danny and Mindy and their chemistry. And I love for the first time, Adam Pally's character worked for me. I have to agree. I was shocked that I actually didn't mind him in these episodes. He's been so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've found, I think they've hopefully, I mean, we'll see, going forward the rest of the season is these two episodes felt like they've found that balance. Uh, yeah. They, they did use, you know, some of the sort of side characters in the, you know, in the, in the universe, not, not regular side characters, but the, you know, like the, the midwives from upstairs or, oh, you know, the, the lawyer character that she was uh, dating, they used some of them, but you didn't see a lot of like, any of the nurses or, or stuff, except for Ike Barinholtz, you didn't see really a lot of the other uh, stuff. So it felt a little more compact, uh, yeah. like the Adam Pally storyline in the first one. Uh, that felt, you know, that felt like a good use of him. Uh, it, it was a great use of him in the second episode in the Indian <laughs> BBW. I mean, that was like right yeah. in the character's wheelhouse. I uh, loved how he was so starstruck over every <laughs> porn star he met. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> but the thing I've been talking about th- for most of this season is they've finally gotten to the Danny and Mindy stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they're on, whether in romantic relationship or not, when they're on screen together, stuff just works. Yeah. And so they've been doing more of that. But then getting them, you know, together, kind of in these two episodes coming back, it really went with them as sort of like a main storyline. And then some of these other things were in, but there weren't like a ton of of other 
of other things going on. The episodes that kind of bother me is when they try and get a line in for like everybody and like the all 15, you know, yeah. people yeah. in a week between, you know, the, you know, some of the, some of the recurring characters and then some of the other people that are on there. Uh, those, those ones are, when they compact it down like that, it, it really works. And there were multiple times in these two episodes where I literally laughed out loud. Yeah, me yeah, too. Same here. Yeah. The end of the opening of the bathroom scene was unbelievable. <laughs> that was <laughs> her yelling about her hair being stuck and he's yelling about his arm being stuck in the trash. Oh my God. That was, that was so funny. Uh, and you know, there were other, there were some other moments throughout too, like the, the grandmother dying and wanting to oh my god that awful her awful <laughs> the letter that she had, or the email she had written to get for him to want to be back with her was so great that he wants her to write something for <laughs> for his eulogy and i just love the that eulogy was so bad <laughs> grams is short for grandma <laughs> which is also short for grandmother <laughs> <laughs> I, it just, and it just spiraled out from there it just got I, oh man i think they, they, like just all this stuff with danny and mindy is so great i'm glad they found like i was a little worried when they put them together like oh is it going to change the show but they found a great way to use them and not make it like oh we got to keep this in office secret oh like uh, every other show this would be like the focus like people almost finding out although it looks like that's coming up but like at least, like, they didn't focus on that right away. They just have fun with the two characters, and yeah. they start their relationship. It's not all about keeping it a secret. Like, they're just on their own anyway, and people don't care. And, like, it was just, I think they did a really good job with these two episodes. Yeah, I agree. I just, it made me want to say, okay, I do understand why people are love the show. Like, I, I finally get it. Um, yeah, well, these were so like two I'm episodes that worked. Approaching the rest of the season with reserve because I don't want to be hurt like I would have been hurt by New Girl this season. But I think that I'm glad it was renewed at this point. Yeah, the Mindy Project, I think these two episodes have sort of fulfilled some of the promise that people have seen in the show as a whole. Like whole the whole episodes worked. Uh, there's been times where you can see the promise but it like maybe works for an episode and then they completely go away with it. So definitely have some reserve about whether they'll continue on this well throughout the rest of the season. But these are the types of episodes that kind of from the beginning, I think people have seen as the potential of what can be done with this series. And if they've finally gotten there and since they're going to be back for another season, that could be really good news. So agree. Cougar Town, season five, episode thirteen. We stand a chance. Season finale or possible series finale because it hasn't been renewed. That's after I said that the first time. That's when I realized you weren't there because neither of you responded to. That's <laughs> like, a big blanket statement to make. Do you guys know if it's been renewed? Because I don't. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't heard anything about uh, a renewal for it, but I also haven't heard anything about it not doing. It seems like it's done relatively well for them. Yeah, TBS seems to like it. Bill seems pretty high on it. I haven't. It doesn't seem like it's like dropped off the face of the earth there, ratings yeah. wise. So probably come back for another season. But yet, an episode that worked really well 
that it yeah. it could work. You know, if it was a series finale, it wouldn't be it would be a terrible ending to you know to it. I think I think this has been kind of one of those shows where they've kind of written towards a series finale, like at the end of every season. Every season, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they kind of telegraph the whole Lori's going to be pregnant because she's giving Jules her clean pee uh, story. <laughs> that you, but yeah. I also thought. <laughs> That it was still really funny. It was still really touching. It was still really Dan Bird. I don't think has ever been better than he was in the scene where he realizes that she's pregnant. I don't think he's ever been better. I think this and, this episode show you how you can put some drama, but with like some poignancy, yeah, into a comedy, but yet the episode as a whole still is funny. The two of them break dancing. I mean, like it was just. That was they, quite they the dramatic had scene. super stupid moments where they break danced, and the really heavy moments that the whole cast really can handle. Like when yeah, they that... found out Jules' dad had Alzheimer's. Like when they handled that that one time. Not that one time. It keeps going. The story keeps going. When it was first announced, like they were all so good. And I think that when they're given more to do and also still be really funny, it's just really well done. I think next season, or if it comes back, they should just have Tom tell the whole story with his dolls in the in the in the cul-de-sac. <laughs> like, I, I was so upset my DVR cut off. I didn't get like the end of it, but I saw most of it. Like that stuff is just so hilarious when he's like telling all his stuff. Like I could watch a whole show of just him telling the. Story. I also love when he's like, "Well, what about me?" And Andy's like, "What about you?" Um, I'm a brain surgeon. Like. Like clearly, I have money, and, I, and my own, and my only real expense is dolls that I play with in my garage. <laughs> that was. It's just but, such a smart thing that they did to branch out and include him. When I, when I went into watching this episode, I just assumed it was like the series finale when I was watching. So, but I, yeah. I, I think it actually did work really well. I mean, they've like you said, every season they pretty much treat it like a series finale. Um, except there was that one season where they ended with, um, I can't even think of it. Uh, the two of them broken up at the beach or something, Travis and Laurie, which I thought was odd if they didn't know if they were coming back, like how they would, were going to do that. But, uh, the one thing I found odd watching it though, was they found out about the pregnancy and this is a group that loves to drink. Why would they not tell her immediately? Like, even if you take away the wine when she's at your house, I'm sure she's going right out to a bar or to home, and she's going to be guzzling down alcohol. That's just true. I mean, a glass of wine a day is not going to kill anybody. Uh, but the way they drink wine, you're right. It's a very good point. Well, that, um, like the doctor asked Jules, you know, how, much do you, how much do you drink? Uh, a glass. <laughs> Oh my god. Just as long as you don't say how big the glass is, you know. Yeah. As long as you don't say the glass is a giant vase that was sitting on your counter. What I really liked was that it ended with a very like it was great the whole cast was involved in the ending and it was poignant and it was funny and it was everybody was all together and now it could have ended there with them all happy and them all celebrating them being pregnant, or it could continue with the next season of them being pregnant and them experiencing that and you know, everybody going through that. So I just think they've really set themselves up for a good sixth season, and it's something I would definitely watch. It's yeah, a show you... I keep forgetting is on, and I keep forgetting I enjoy, but I always watch it every week. I just, it's never one of the first things I mention. Well, I think that's one of the weird things with some of the TBS comedies is that they end up, like, sort of hung out there by themselves. 
Yeah. They're not paired up with anything else new. They don't play uh, at least something like, you know, USA when they try and do like Sirens, they're at least playing it after something else. Uh, so yeah. it's it's not just there by itself. That that's the thing that's always uh, they keep doing these comedies, but they play them one at a time uh, throughout yeah. the year. And I I wonder why they don't try and pair some of them up. I think about my old favorite show, Glory Days, that was run into the ground by TBS because they didn't pair it with anything. Or Wedding Band, which was not paired with anything. I just, TBS could be doing something else. But at least those were hours. You know, yeah. at, least, at least those were hour longs that, you know, putting an hour long thing out there by itself is not. As bad as a comedy. It's not, the, it's not quite hour. the same. But when you put. When you put a comedy out there at 10 o'clock and then there's – it just seems that you could advertise like a, a, an hour comedy block running into Conan. Yeah. But when I guess Big Bang Theory reruns do better than <laughs> than, <laughs> even, than even your original comedies uh, yeah. that you put a Big Bang Theory you know, episode running into Conan every day. But I don't Why know. Why not just air two Big Bang Theories and <laughs> skip your new shows altogether? Or put your new shows, or or do like an hour comedy at nine or something. I don't know. I I do like that they do sort of the late comedy, sort of like an FX and stuff like that. That they're mm-hmm. so they're sort of out of the way of of other comedies. Or if you're you know if you're into comedies, you could have watched other things earlier in the night and then watch those. But yeah, but yeah, I I always find it weird, even though I I'm not a big fan of a lot of their comedies, their whatever the the minute, minute work, work or the, <laughs> the the completely terrible one set in the bar. Just like <laughs> I can't even I can't even remember what the name of that one. Sullivan I never didn't even make it through the first episode. Sullivan of that and one. Sons. That you know some of those. I still don't understand why they don't pair some of these things some of these things up. Yeah. Or especially some of their more established ones when they introduce something new. Yeah, you know, like pairing up a new comedy with Cougar Town, or or something like that. I don't know. I will never understand. But at any rate, it was a good season. Work. Yes. So we'll and we'll watch it if it comes back, and we'll be sad if it's not. But it ended well if it's not coming back. And we've already got way more than we ever thought we were going to get. So exactly, exactly. Um, talk about doing poignancy and humor and comedy and some kind of drama. Raising hope. Season 4, episode 21, How I Met Your Mullet, and episode 22, The Father-Daughter Dance, the series finale. This show was so sweet. It was so lovely. It was so funny. But there was still Virginia and her dad drama. There was still... It was just a great hour that the chances... Like, they weren't... There wasn't a huge gimmick. Like, I feel like there's been every episode this season. It just happened... I just thought it was a really, really well done goodbye to this family. Yeah, I think like you like you said, most of the season had been like it almost felt like like remakes of movies or something like that seemed yeah. to be their focus on every episode. It's just this Mariano season. took over, and and what's his name went over to that other awful show, that awful show, The Millers. Garcia, oh, but... Greg Garcia left the show. So, yeah, I think the show still, for the most part, stayed within itself. It didn't feel totally different. Yeah. Although I liked a lot of the episodes that they did that were sort of a takeoff on on something else. Uh, yeah, I really like, enjoyed this season. I mean, yeah. it's not like they haven't done that before. I mean, they even 
Uh, I, I can reference a bunch of stuff because I just watched like the second half of the season over the weekend to catch <laughs> up to be able to talk about the series finale. But I mean, all the way back to like the Christmas episode, they even mentioned in the beginning of this Christmas episode that in previous Christmas episodes that they ripped off "It's a Wonderful Life" and and various things uh, in the in the past. So yeah, uh, it's it wasn't a, like a new thing uh, that they hadn't done before. But I you know I thought things. Uh, really worked it continued to stay i think the only the only like real change is that the show revolved more around burton virginia this season than yeah than in past season uh, but yet those two characters are fantastic so oh you God, couldn't really best. complain about that kind of a change i thought the use of kenny loggins in the finale was fantastic yeah, well it, kenny loggins I, has made a lot of he's made a lot of impact on a lot of my favorite shows this season and I just that song always gets me, and it just oh, I was bawling. It worked on a just an a base storytelling level of yeah. of ending where you began, and that you know that song was played in the in the Even series premiere. We ain't got so money. you bring it back in the end. I mean, it works. I'm so in love with you, honey. <laughs> everything. Oh it my god! It works really just, well as as a you know to tie up the uh, the series. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and also bring in the the wedding, which I kind of predicted that twist is like halfway through that episode. I'm like, I know what's going to happen. This is really their wedding, but then you go and look at the episode description, and, and they say it right there. Like they spoil it. Yeah. So, but uh, I like like having that wedding allowed them to bring all like the various townsfolk in, so they all get to make an appearance like for this final episode. And like yeah. the previous episode, I love the whole thing with the the maid. They brought in a woman from Downton Abbey to play their maid, yeah. who like uh, that was I, I that I, that was a great storyline there with them. Uh. But I also like that the episode was called "How I Met Your Mullet." Yeah. <laughs> that was just funny on its own. In the morning, when I rise, you bring tear and joy to my eyes. Oh my god! Oh, can I finish the song? Oh my god! <laughs> Amory, if you don't finish the song, doesn't it just keep going around in your head? Yeah, it was stuck in my head for the next two days, I have to say. I've been singing it since then. Has he been on more shows this season besides this and, and Archer? Or has there been even more stuff? Uh, no, like, just Archer. It seems like he paid to... to I think he just, like, suddenly he's back. He's, like, made his... Yeah. Uh, he's going to be on every show next season or something. He was not bad. Bring it on. Um, but, but seriously, that show... Just showed how you don't need to throw twists in. You don't need to, because rarely was there a huge twist, and rarely was there something that was huge and surprising. Um, those little girls are just the cutest damn things ever. I hope that they are booked on another show soon, because they are just so cute, and their facial reactions are amazing. Um, I was just so. And there's an example: Jimmy and Sabrina, Sabrina, Bert and Virginia. They were great couples who argued like normal couples did and gotten spats and, but the drama never came from them breaking up and getting back together, breaking up and getting back together. Like a lot of other comedies have done and it just worked the show as a whole, looking back on it just worked. Yeah. Cause I mean, even when the, you know, they had the great scenes and you know, of like flashback things uh, where like a couple episodes before when they do get into the fight about the rug, but then Virginia realizes why she liked that rug. Yeah. And you know, the, 
that when they, they when they were teenagers, what they would do. It just showed that like they were a couple like from the beginning, you know, even though yeah. one of them got knocked up that they were, you know, they were it for the, you know, for, for each of them. And, you know, they never really, you know, played around with that stuff. And, you know, they made a smart decision to finally just put, you know, Sabrina and Jimmy uh, together. Yeah. And, and just, even if it's not the, you, you, you know, exactly something that might actually happen in this world it works a lot of things happen in this world that was a little strange <laughs> but i just the whole the whole thing i loved about this show was was just various things that they didn't understand or didn't quite get mm-hmm. or the the things that they relied on like even in the how i met your mullet where he's like i don't know what my passion is and then the bounty hunter guy's like i know what it is. It took me forever to find my passion. And then he's just like, get out of the way. He's, I think the television's telling me what I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, they did uh, they did lots of stuff along the way. Uh, there was a line a few episodes ago with the, why don't you go ask my parents if they'll double date with you? Because they're free on Tuesday night. Uh, their favorite show got moved to Fridays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, little, just little subtle things in there that were always... Uh, funny, but it was always the somebody using a word wrong. Oh my God, Virginia could not say a word right for her save her life. It was in the finale where Virginia was like, "God, I hate it when somebody can't, yes. doesn't know how to use the yeah. word properly." Yes, she's the best. I just hope for swift return from all of them on our TVs on weekly basises because they're the best, and it just made me cry. It was delightful, and. Yeah, she needs to pop back up on The Good Wife again. Oh, and soon. Oh, my God, The Good Wife. Oh, my God, The Good Wife. I can't even. I can't <laughs> even with The Good Wife. <laughs> so just no. Anyway, so that's Raising Hope, and I love it. Veep. Seeing shows I love. Veep Season 3, Episode 1, <laughs> Some New Beginnings. I tweeted last night, Veep, never leave me again. I mean it. I don't want to be without this show ever. The hiatus is the worst time of my life, and um, everything about the show just makes me so happy, and how much everybody hates Jonah makes me so happy, and how awful Jonah is makes me so happy, and how nothing ever seems to go Selena's way. It's just fantastic. <laughs> See, I like Jonah. I was so upset. I love that like guy. Gone. It looks like he, is he gone? It looks like I mean, he was on set through. filming the whole time. I doubt he's gone. <laughs> The, the, I, overall, I was slightly disappointed in this episode, but I, I loved how awful her replacement uh, sort of assistant oh there God. was at lying. The like, oh, I got the uh, Prime Minister of Scotland here on the line. Which is oh so bad. That it was just hilarious. She's got to go t- t- speak with a senator who's got a, a big problem, and then later on he's like, she's not going to be back because that problem got bigger. <laughs> Oh my god, it was so good. The thing I liked in this episode is they showed that while lots of things go bad, that there is something behind Selena in that she gets some information about the guy and is able to give a good speech on her own. Uh, yeah. At, Although at, then you at the funeral. the truth about that speech. <laughs> but then she but then she calls up the, to talk at the wedding and she basically uses the same speech. 
yeah. <laughs> to congratulate somebody there because it had worked so well <laughs> that she decides okay. to use it again. But I, I like that they showed that she can, you know, that there is something behind there, even though a lot of times they end up bumbling things away. Right. I just, the whole cast is so good. And now one thing I, I was gonna, like, I just sigh about it because I love it. Was Mike engaged at the end? Or no, at the they end made of a point year? of saying like how fast it went. It's only been two months, but we just get like they made a point of pointing that out. That we had. I was like, did I miss something in the finale? Because I don't remember him being engaged, and all of a sudden this wedding was happening. Then my favorite part is when he when when Gary is then feeding information to Wendy when she's on the phone. You know her, you can call her ma'am. Like, you know, like, <laughs> just being, he can't stop being Gary for a minute. And when he's giving the love is, gen, love is patient kind, you know, story, not story, reading, and his phone is ringing, and he just runs through it, like, oh, it, that guy is just so good. Or they're using, like, the video camera on the phone with the other assistant, and he's filming people oh so that Gary on the others can see who's there and then and then say and he's like if they introduce them by name you don't have to tell her who her exactly. name is exactly <laughs> um exactly and i just love i just love the Dan and Amy back and forth and how they're i mean they're clearly the what is it the OFP one no OTP i i never heard OTP until last week uh one true pairing or whatever like they're clearly going to write towards them for the end but Oh my god! And Sue just comes in there. She's just so funny and so smart. And I just, you guys, I always forget about it. And then when it's back on, I never want to be without it. Veep is amazing, and it's back, and we can all be happy about it. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also really like the the book that people kept asking, like, why it was some new beginnings. Oh my god! And she just changed her answer. Every and time. she was yeah, she was trying to explain, it. but then she's explaining to the other guy about that she she didn't even write the book and that she had to you should have seen all the names that are subtitles they were trying to come up with it you know footsteps to freedom and all these things uh amazing amazing and it's paired really well with our next show that we're going to talk about um silicon valley which if you were to like be like, who are some of your favorite working actors today, Amory? I would say, hmm, Martin Starr, probably T.J. Miller, <laughs> and Zach Woods, who's fantastic and playing House on USA. I hated him as Gabe on The Office, but I love him. And I thought Silicon Valley, while I didn't understand a lot of the... Oh, and Kamana, Naj- I don't know how to say his last name, but Pinder from Franklin Abash is amazing on Portlandia and just amazing in general. I just, I don't understand all the tech speak, but the show was so funny, and T.J. Miller is so insane. I am 100% on board for this show. I, I loved everything about this pilot, except for that beard. Oh <laughs> everything my God, I else. Say that. But I should probably say this. Silicon Valley, Season 1, Episode 1, Minimum Viable Product, Series from here. Um, that beard was the first thing I noticed and could not stop focusing on it the whole time. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I was like, like I mean, T.J., yeah, like, like you said, Kumal is one of like I love everything I see him on. Like it, whether it's some kind of comedy special or comedy talk show or something, he's always hilarious. Another person I found really hilarious on this was uh, Andy Daly, who played the doctor that the uh, oh, yes. 
but was it? Went was it because he well, because he took the money and he's like, wait, he shot himself because he took the money. I don't know. I don't. Either way, it did go well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either way, he, he wasn't happy with his decision. <laughs> and then he wants to invest. In, like, oh, uh, are you looking for an investor? Like, <laughs> if you take that ten million, I got a product for you. I I thought that stuff played funny that everybody's pitching everybody in Silicon Valley. I like the sort of spoofing of the big tech companies, you know, like the Google and stuff with the Hooli. Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> the bicycle meeting was freaking hilarious. <laughs> there, uh-huh. there are people that ride around on, on a giant bike together to have a meeting. They played off a lot of that stuff uh, uh, really good in that people end up building these, you know, less than nothing products and getting money uh, or in his case, he built something really good and was looking at it for something else, but other people could see other potential for it. Yeah. I like the idea going forward of, you know, deciding to, you know, maybe build your own company instead of, you know, just selling out and taking the money. I did like that with the the guy with the beard that while he lets all these people stay there in hopes that they get something and he gets 10% of of whatever they end up making. I did like that. He was like on board with, he wishes he had done that type yeah. of thing. Like yeah. he wishes he had kept his company instead of selling out. Yeah. That finally made him a little more human than like, yeah, it took away from the out. total cartoonishness of him at yes. the beginning. I feel like he's that way in life. Like, I feel like that's how TJ Miller is in <laughs> everything he does. Now, the one thing I was really confused about was he worked for this Hooli company, yet if he did something on his own, they didn't quite own that technology. You would think even if he didn't like technically come up with that while he was at work, he would have signed something saying like anything he invented would have been their property. So I didn't quite understand what his actual no, job well, it was. De- it depends on it depends on the company, but I think uh, you know a company like Google lets you. They actually pay you to spend like 10% of your hours working on your own stuff that may or may not become part of, uh, you know, Google or a, a Google product. So I think in the tech world, people work on stuff all the time and have, a, you know, have another job. And it doesn't – if they had signed something or if they were using like company resources or something else in the company to build it, that would be different. But it was clearly that he was building something – off-site his own uh, yeah you know his own thing but yeah i just i like the you know the difference between the couple of different people there the one that was like i want to invest in the product and you you know it's still yours uh but you know i can make money off of it and the other guy that just wants to get it before he figures out what he's really got mm-hmm. so, yeah so that they can make a gazillion dollars off of it later on yeah, I liked how they 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 played played the Mr. Gregory guy. Like they're like, oh, maybe we'll just go back to college. Like, Whoa, hold on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and then his absurdly narrow car that he drives off in. Okay, that is a narrow car. <laughs> I just thought everybody was funny. I you know, and sometimes even though I love TJ, he can be <clears throat> excuse me, he can be overused or he can be too much. And I think they used him just perfectly. I think Martin Starr was used just perfectly just to be like, wait, what are we doing? Like, I just, and I thought the two, I guess we could call them the leads. What was it? Big Head and the other guy. <laughs> I felt like they they played well off of each other. And I really 
see myself enjoying the season. Well, I, I, I liked it. It could, I mean, it, it could have been a little funnier maybe in places, but I think as a starting point mm-hmm. to sort of riff off of the tech world and, and do sort of a, a series wide office space, but built around a tech company. Yeah. And that, environment i think is there's a lot of fertile ground it's clearly better from the beginning than betas on uh, on amazon which i didn't watch but i heard was my friend loved it but in a similar vein to something like that so but yeah definitely definitely looking forward to more of that one so that's our prime time for today we had a lot of comedy to talk about it's time for a reality check i just wanted to say that i didn't cry very much during the How I Met Your series, How I Met Your Mother series finale of a show I'd watched nine years, but Dancing with the Stars it was like my fourth episode I've ever watched and I was bawling because the stories were just really really moving. Uh, that's all I wanted to say is that it's that's another testament to how How I Met Your Mother did not move me. I cry so often and so much at so many stupid things that for a show that I invested that much time into to not even make me tear up, except maybe when Barney met his daughter, but maybe not really. It moved that you. Thing. It just moved you to anger instead yeah, of towards, towards crying true. or towards laughing. Yes. Um, so that's all I have to say about Dancing with the Stars. Survivor. I'm really enjoying this season. Anybody, are you guys watching it? Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm just I'm upset. Really enjoying it. I'm just upset that the nerd team is so stupid. For oh my god, they're team. so dumb. <laughs> like, the only smart one is the guy. And... So, after this week's episode, I don't know that I agree with that. Because they made it, she made a big move, Cass did, and I think she was that stupid. I see. I think she was stupid to abandon her team to go to the other team. Because what is it now? Are they going to be tied five five? Yes. Like numbers wise. Yeah, it would be five five now because they still lost one. Yeah. All I know is that I, I like that the blindsides have truly been. Flying sides, you know, so many seasons in, you would think that people wouldn't let people go off and talk about each, like, they would just be so, I know that if I was out there, I'd be trying to be with everybody all the time so that nobody was ever voting me off. Like, I'd be like, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? So you would never have time yeah. to go partner with anybody else. But it's well, just been, I think, enjoyable. Well, I'm impressed with some of his moves that somehow pay off. I can't stand that cop guy. Oh, I just want to see him gone. But it's amazing that his stupid little plans always seem to work out. I don't know how he does it. Though I was happy to see, even though Jeffrey didn't go home, I was happy to see that Tony and LJ were so like, oh, well, we'll both play idols because I know it's going to be one of us. And when they were like the other one, it wasn't either of them. Like, if yeah. Cass hadn't switched, that would have also been another huge thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm just really liking how everybody seems to be playing the game. Everybody's trying to make moves. Everybody's getting mad at each other. That one who quit, like, I'm glad she quit because she says she quit because she was going to punch Trish. She quit because she knew she was going to lose. She knew she'd be the next one voted out. Yep. Um, and I really kind of want Woe to win. I don't know who I want to win, just not the uh, Chicago cop guy. Just not the guy from, yeah, just not that cop. As long as he doesn't win, as long as he doesn't win, everybody else wins. What I thought was interesting, and this isn't about the show itself, it's more about the fact that um, I can't believe that this show is not going to have a finale on a Sunday. The finale this year is on a Wednesday night, which hasn't been for the past, I don't know, nine seasons? 
As long as, I would be happy if they don't do like a three hour thing. They always make the finale go way too long. Just do an hour and the hour live show. And I think they're going to do three hours, but it's going to be on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so that's Survivor. The Amazing Race. Who's even left at this point? I think uh, I want Connor and is it Connor and David? I think I want. Them. Yeah, I want I want Dave and Connor or the Cowboys to win. Like See, well, the Brent... Cowboys. I don't know what it is. I just never like them. See, I, I, that's how I feel about Brendan and Rachel. No matter how Ugh. nice they seem this season, like I just still hate them out of principle, and I want to see them gone. Oh, but like overall, this season has been like really challenging. Like no one's really making a lot of stupid mistakes, and yeah. like so it's just been a really tough season. I mean, there's definitely some teams I was glad to see go, like Margie and Luke. Like Luke is just oh, a, like a, a baby, but. Yeah, Luke is a baby. That's a really good description. So uh, on Face Off last week, they had this challenge uh, where they had to make robots uh, of professional occupations. Like these robots would take over those occupations in the future. Uh, The guy who got eliminated, basically, he looked like he phoned it in. He just threw a little camera head on on his person, threw a little square over their chest and said, uh, I don't do robots. (laughs) It was basically every time they're like, sorry, I don't do robots. Uh, And shockingly enough, he was the one to go. Like they didn't like that explanation of why he he didn't do uh, so well. And then uh, what I like about the Jim Henson show is that they take the elements of Face Off, but now they have this added challenge of having to make a whole creature that can be can perform for some screen test that they do for two minutes. And what's nice is um, they only have to – this creature only has to last like the two minutes, and they only judge them solely based on the screen test. So it doesn't matter how terrible this thing looks up close. It all is about how it looks on camera and how it, uh, how it, how, how it performs on camera. And um, – so I, one weird thing is every week they work in pair in at least pairs or, or triple uh, teams. So they definitely have to coordinate and you get all the like throwing under the bus like, oh, it was their fault. But um, I, I've been enjoying it. Uh, I hope uh, that they bring on some more Muppets and stuff for cameos. They haven't really had any guest Muppets yet, uh, but I'm hoping they bring some on. Um, and then Worst Cooks in America, um, I was actually surprised who won. Uh, it was basically this woman with these probably like two-inch fingernails. I don't know how she managed to cook all season <laughs> with these giant nails. But uh, it was down to her and this flight attendant guy. I would have been happy with any other two in the fun alley, but I was shocked he didn't win. Like every other week he was doing really well. And so, um, but as soon as I started cooking in this final week, I, I had a feeling she might uh, pull it out. But uh, overall, I thought it was a, a fun season and uh, I hope it comes back. It's always amusing to watch how terrible these people are. Although who knows how much is actually faked. Like you could just fake that you're really awful cook just to get on the show. You know, I was try- I was wondering about that. Like how... How do they know that they're really bad? I I guess I don't know. I guess maybe you could tell whether somebody's faking to be really bad or or not in a video. I guess I don't know. It just seems like you'd have to be really careful at who you picked. That you could be like because if you were like a mediocre cook pretending to be bad, you might still be able to win <laughs> just yeah. because everybody else is really terrible. Yeah, because I mean, you just have to get by the first few weeks, and then you can pretend. Oh, uh, look at all this I'm learning as they're teaching us. <laughs> <a TV. laughs> 
Uh, so that's uh, all I had for reality. So that's reality. TV recommendations. I haven't been on for a new segment for the TV recommendations yet. Yeah, just just changed it up for last week. Oh, okay. So it hasn't been that long. Well, it's been a little while since you've been on, but... It has, because I was living in California yeah, for but a We month. only changed up the segment to be, like, sort of overall recommendations. It just seemed to me uh, that might be something interesting to do. Uh, yeah. That, uh, I mean, we do TV on DVD picks, but there's not always something actually good coming out every week. Yeah, so, so sometimes that segment would drop off, sometimes it wouldn't. So this seemed like maybe a possibility to have a more regular segment and... Uh, the only with the only thing being is that it's somehow TV related, and yes. then you can uh, you can recommend anybody who's on uh, can recommend. And like last week, we got some interesting you know a a variety of things. I recommended a book, somebody recommended a documentary series, and somebody else recommended an app for your phone. So, Look at that. So my recommendation is a show that I've talked about a million times, and it's actually just a show that's currently on prime time, and a show that most people know about, but. I was such, in the beginning of the show, Bob's Burgers, I was so against it, primarily because how much I loved Archer and how much I loved John Benjamin as Archer, but I really didn't give Bob's Burgers a chance in the beginning. And it's now, I think it's in its third or fourth season. I'm not really sure. They run it so weird. It's renewed so early, and it'll be back next season and all this stuff. It's just, I think that more and more people seem to be finding it. And they seem to be getting funnier. They're writing funnier. They're writing more ridiculous episodes. And every week, I just find something, not that I identify with, because there's nothing identifiable about this family to me. They're crazy people. (laughs) But just that I enjoy so much, and I can always count on it to be, like, the top show I watch during the week. So my suggestion for people is to go back, go find it, and really, you know, dedicate some of your life to Bob's Burgers, and you will be the better for it. Uh, I totally agree with you. And this week's Brony episode is absolutely hilarious. I don't yeah. know if you already watched it. Yeah, I did. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, anything Tina does in general is pretty much my favorite thing that I watch during the week. Um, but yeah. God, when the three Gen- of those kids have adventures together, and uh, they're just amazing. When they're Gen- on the used- train, oh my God, I can't even. Gene Gen- used to be my favorite, but the Tina-centric episodes they've been having have just been absolutely amazing lately. So, I, I, she-, she was like, I can be the funny one. I let Gene have that, but I can be funny. And then she says a joke, and then Gene says the joke, and Bob's like, I think it was funnier when Gene said it. Like, <laughs> just the way that these kids know their roles, or Gene and Louise do anyway, and Tina just thinks she's something that she's not. It's just amazing. It really is. And their side characters are so good. You know, we can go weeks without having Gretchen on or, or you know, and Teddy's always there. It's just so funny. So my recommendation is go find Bob's Burgers and thank me later. And we'll have links to where you can find that. Yes. Where you can find Bob's Burgers. And uh, my recommendation is uh, the IT crowd or the IT crowd, depending on – I've never actually heard the uh, official like, – I'm pretty sure it's IT. How to officially – say it but yeah the the it crowd just a great little you know british series that you can find on you know netflix uh and dvd and stuff like that and chris o'dowd right yeah yeah if you like something if you like something like uh leans toward the tech like a silicon valley or something uh this this sits in that uh that field too with a, a couple of guys that work the it department at a big you know sort of conglomerate company 
and all the wacky adventures that they get into. And the show's just hilarious. It's one of my all-time favorites. So for recommendation things, I thought I would go on a little spree of uh, over the next few weeks of recommending some of my favorite shows that you can find out there that are also sort of on the shorter run. Uh, yeah. This has like four seasons, but they're all like six episodes a piece. So it's basically like there's like one season and then like an hour long sort of series finale out there, but highly worth checking out. Excellent. I love it too. It's hysterical. And so uh, for my recommendation, uh, back in 2009, there was this NBC Canadian. Uh, NBC was airing this Canadian show called The Listener, which was basically about a paramedic who had this power to read people's minds, and then he used that power to help him solve crimes. Uh, I don't and, remember that at all. Who was it? Uh, I for- forget some Canadian guy. Um, oh, so but uh, NBC basically pulled it before even airing the full first season. But huh. then um, it continued to air in Canada. But then in 2011, Ion said, oh, we bought the rights to the first two seasons. We're going to start airing them. Never happened. But then this past week, finally, all of a sudden, they actually started airing the second season. I don't know why they didn't start with the first season. Um, and they also announced, I guess, back in February that they were co-producing a fifth season of the show, uh, like they wow. did with Flashpoint. Uh, so starting last week, I'm sure it's going to re-air this week or, or some other time. You can start watching uh, from the second season. I guess they're planning to air this fifth season sometime this year, so I guess they're going to be plowing through all uh, seasons two through four at least. Uh, I enjoyed it when it was on NBC, so I'm looking forward to checking out uh, more episodes now that they're finally airing here in the the U.S. Cool. Yeah, not like necessarily the greatest show, at least from the beginning, but one of those shows that I'm still not sure why NBC just didn't air it. It was a show that was already produced. They were paying for broadcast rights to air it down here. It just seemed like it would have worked well to give them some programming, you know, continue to try and build some scripted programming or keep some scripted programming over the summer. Uh, But over the last few years, they've tried to do a few of those things. But, like, if it doesn't do, like, extremely well, they just dump it. Yeah. And and so nobody ends up watching the the stuff. Uh, Unlike, you know, ABC has done, done that, but they've kept things around like rookie blue and motive and and motive and, and stuff like that to continue to build out and then also build their own uh summer series to try and and do more uh scripted programming over the course of the summer but yeah it might be worth checking out uh ions become like the the u.s savior to british shows <laughs> like the yeah. action the more action draw you know uh type of shows uh, that, you know, they did that, like Kyle said, they did that with Flashpoint mm-hmm. after, for whatever reason, CBS stopped airing it. They picked up the rights to air it. And that was actually a really good show. Yeah. But yeah, it might be worth uh, checking. I forget which night it's airing the episodes on. Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't, I, I looked it up, but it's weird because you would think like you get this nice new show, show a marathon in the first season. They're showing marathons of like, SVU and really old shows. I'm not sure why they didn't bother to re-air the first season before starting the second season. But yeah, that that was kind of strange that they were starting with 
season I th- two. I think they might have so changed up some of the cast for the second season or changed like the show slightly, like reworked it. So maybe that's why they didn't. Maybe <laughs> they they just skipped the first season and just started with the second. Could be. Could be a, a good a place to start as any. Excellent. Um, so that's our recommendations for the day. Next week, Jason will be joined by Danielle Turciano from PossibleByPopCulture.com. And is it Rem? Is it is his name pronounced Frenchly? Is it La Victoire or is it I believe so. La Victoire? I don't think it's pronounced unfrenchly, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, from Sci-Fi. <laughs> so Rem, I'm apologizing in advance for butchering your name. From SciFiMoviePodcast.com. You can find links to the news stories and recommendations we made, as well as where you can find Kyle online besides on TV Times 3 in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 221. Let us know your thoughts on the series finales of How I Met Your Mother and Raising Hope, The Return of Mindy Project, and the rest of the comedies we talked about this week in the comments on the show notes or email via feedback at tvtimes3.com. The opening and closing music was provided by IODA Promonet, and the song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And you also heard me singing Danny's song by Kenny Loggins. And you're welcome. And, and once again, very interested if you really yes. liked the How I Met Your Mother, write in and tell us so that we can read those back uh, on a future podcast. Yes. So that's all she wrote. Is that all she said? Yeah, my dog is freaking out. She's not handling this me not paying attention to her thing very well. Oh, dogs. Yeah, she's crazy. Anyway, thank you. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. And good luck in the lottery. (laughs) We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do. Watch TV and have a couple of brews. Why people are love the show? Like I, I finally get it. Um, yeah, well, these were so like two I'm episodes that worked. Approaching the rest of the season with reserve because I don't want to be yeah, they, hurt. I mean, yeah, they've shown like before I was hurt by New Girl this season. They've shown before um, that they can. But I think that I'm glad it was rails. So yeah, that's a. That's that, yeah. That's a thing. I think that. Cougar Town. They definitely could go. Season five, episode thirteen. Amory. We stand. And, and, I don't think Amory can hear you. I don't think. And Amory possibly serious because it hasn't been either. renewed. Now. <laughs> okay. She definitely can't hear you. Can she hear you? Oh. Can you hear me? Amory. Yeah, Amory's <laughs> on her own channel apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you're just like rattling on when you're talking. Oh, like, wow, that's rude. Uh, okay, I'm going to hang up on her. And uh, I do see a one. I think I have a message yeah. or something, but I don't know how to see that. <laughs> yeah, she said she can't hear anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh Okay. You don't usually cut to the next person while someone's to the next show while someone's talking. Hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Hello. Now? Yeah. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I, I, I was. I was trying to say something about. 
about Mindy Project, and you kept cutting me off. Oh my God, I just kept talking because I. And then you're like, and now cool her down, and he's in the middle of talking. That's hysterical. Okay, so now that we're back, yeah, I just wanted to go back to. I'll cut this out. It'll make for a great, make for a great end of the podcast. I think, but anyway.